Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. And thank you for joining me today for a new message in my series, The Process. If you have uh, missed any of the acronyms or uh, messages in this or any of the prior series, which was The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, Procrastination the Thief of Time. You know what? They can be heard on several streaming outlets. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and so many others. Do me a favor. Please search for The Process, Mark Smith, to revisit and or listen to those messages. It's important for me to reiterate the premise of what does legacy changing actions in 2022 look like. And more importantly, what does it consist of? Well, for me, it has turned into conversations with others and has turned into my global mission statement for this series. Are you ready? Again, I'm giving you an opportunity to grab a pen and paper and write this down. Here we go. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and accept the blessings received to say, (laughs) if I only knew then what I know now. You know, wouldn't you agree um, life is an amazing journey full of highs and lows, ups, downs, twists, and we got to remember the turns. Some of its adventures have, have made us laugh and some truly have made us cry. Yet it, it will always be lessons learned in life that encompass who, what, and where we were to go. Again, to me a favor, take a moment and listen to the prior messages for more details on a couple of those acronyms I mentioned above. You know, I had a good friend of mine on one of my shows a few weeks ago that reminded me of something that has always been important. A critical element in life that is essential to happiness. That is one of inner peace. You know, when I say he reminded me of this, I don't mean that it it had escaped my mind, my heart, and or my soul. Although it can be taken for granted in the hustle and bustle that life throws at us. But in our conversation, no, he spoke about the times when his inner turmoil had gotten the best of him and how he uh, was truly compartmentalizing everything that was happening in his life. You know, from that conversation, as it usually does, caused me to stop and take an additional look at my own personal growth. You've heard me discuss on multiple times the subject of change. More importantly, how essential change is in moving from one level in life to another. But that conversation sparked something in me again to um, be an advocate of something that I've always known, but was a victim of myself in finding peace. That is, most people don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Let me repeat that. Most people don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. So, this goes back to what what is one's real definition of happiness, or better yet, the definition of peace. I strongly believe it will encompass embracing those elements in life that allows us to live each day with no regrets. Allows the aligning of love and laughter others will seek. (laughs) 
Boy, oh boy, do I have a story for you today. Let's not wait. Let's go ahead and get started. I want to jump on the aligning, which would be the A in allows. In a message that I delivered several weeks back, I talked about societal influences that resonate with us all. I think back to another life lesson learned while working at the University of Phoenix online. People have and will have their personal opinions about this organization, but they truly were the pioneer of online learning. Everyone in the higher educational institutions across the country wanted the success and revenue that was driven through UOP Online's learning model. From the structure of the length of classes to the 24 by 7 access to the classes, you know, that had to really appeal to a working adult. To the individualized learning methodology they, ad they adapted. Even as we fast forward to today, think about how prevalent their framework has been to the online learning during the height of the pandemic. So, when this opportunity to join this organization was presented to me in the early 2000s, I saw it as a way not only to help my family, but a way to help others seeking to fulfill their own goals and dreams of furthering their education. You see, at that time, I believed that the aligning of their educational platform coupled with my skill set was a perfect match. <laughs> but over time, I learned I was gravely mistaken. For me, I always had the mindset that when you live your life with alignment with a purpose that is centered on selflessly adding value for others, opportunities become abundant and your life becomes fulfilled. But nowhere in that belief system did I say that sometimes, sometimes, oftentimes, it comes with a price to pay. Initially, I was hired at UOP, University of Phoenix, as an entry-level admissions representative with two main tasks. First one was making over 100 calls per day, and the second one was soliciting their online educational offerings. Well, let's call it what it was. That's That main task was enrolling students. Often, I revisited something that has been uh, mentioned in, uh, in my life which was living with a transactional mindset versus a transformational mindset. Most of us have uh, understand or heard the saying of WIFM, W-I-F-F-M, what's in it for me. In the essence that how, how I was, that was pretty much how I was viewing my life on, on everything. Everything was centered in my world around how is it going to make me win or how is it going to make me feel better about myself. You know, we were often told in the role of admissions representative to, and I quote, sell the dream with the belief that if a person who who we had on the phone did not act on this, they would be stagnant for the rest of their lives. It was termed sometimes as helping them with the aligning of their future. <laughs> Man, if I only knew then what I know now. But deeply rooted in my spirit. I knew it then that I was towing the line of morality every time I quote unquote sold the dream. I knew within that eventually I was going to have to align myself and answer for living transactionally. 
At some point, I needed to align myself with people and an organization that I could learn from. One who wanted more out of life. Making a choice to align with people and or organizations that were promoting stretching and searching to develop leaders. One that was seeking more than aligning of transactional deeds. <laughs> but I wasn't ready yet to grasp that. But as my father always said, <laughs> it's not if you get it, but when you get it. Let's move to those other two L's and allows, which I said were of love and laughter. My working hours were prime for me. 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now that is because all the uh, current and potential students that were assigned to me were on the East Coast. You know, pardon me, but if I didn't mention it earlier, University of Phoenix headquarters was in Phoenix, Arizona. Now these hours allow me to fulfill uh, or feel, be, be, I want to say, embraced with an outside passion of mine that brought me many hours of love and laughter. That was coaching young people to be the best that they could be. Well, over a short amount of time, I became very good at, you got it, selling the dream with my transactional style of living. So good, I was promoted to a manager with a team assignment of my own. I was tasked to duplicate the work and effort that I grasped so successfully and multiply that skill set with 15 others. Now, I looked at this at that point as a great opportunity to take my career to another level, <laughs> but eventually that was the opposite. It turned out to be a valuable lesson I needed to be shown and to help change who I was. But as an admissions manager, my hours changed from 6 to 3 <laughs> to 5 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that was due to the administrative tasks that needed to be done before and after the shifts concluded. To start my day, I always read a poster that was placed in my office every morning when I walked in. Coincidentally, it was by an unknown author that said, Every time you're able to find some humor in a difficult situation, you win. Hmm. I recall when I interviewed for the promotion. I consulted with my father since he had been in management for over 20 years. I can remember that conversation <laughs> as if it was just a few minutes ago. He told me, he said, Mark, although you see this as a great chance to make a name for yourself and make money, never forget the real money is in love and laughter. It's a priceless and there is no amount of money earned no promotion, promotion, excuse me, that can equal that. If I only knew then what I know now. So looking back, if there was one word that would describe my two years in management, <laughs> it would be tumultuous. The highs and lows that I talked about at the beginning, the wins and losses, the training and retraining staff, the coaching and counseling of employees, it was truly a whirlwind ride. There were so many days that I would run out of that building just to escape the madness that I thought I truly wanted. I became burned out of mentoring and training. My attitude became one of anger and hatred for what I personally had become. The only thing that warranted love and laughter during that time were the blessings that I had when I looked at my two sons. 
but I will never forget what came next. It was September 22nd, 2002, in a conference room on our main campus. The CEO at, the, at that time called the meeting with all the managers and in the entire organization. Now, keep in mind, University of Phoenix is, was very big, still is. So we had employees across the country packed in this room to hear what this mandatory announcement was all about. And most of us were thinking, again, with him, what's in it for me? Well, as he approached the stage, he grabbed the microphone and called several managers' names. Mine was included and asked us to approach the stage. Unknowing what, what was next, about 50 of us walked up on the stage <laughs> to be embarrassed, ridiculed, and made feel less than. He said to us, you have no right to be a manager in this organization. Your team suck, and that is because you suck as managers. Therefore, you can either improve the performance of your teams or find some else, someplace else to work as soon as possible. Do you remember the conversation I had with my father that was mentioned a few moments ago? He told me, although you see this great chance to make a name for yourself and make money, never forget the real money is in love and laughter. It is priceless, and there is no amount of money earned, no promotion that can equal that. Hmm. Let's move to the last few letters and allows. That will be the O, the W, and the S. And I say that's others will seek. There are um, many times that I've said when I speak on stage or speak virtually or conduct a workshop that I'm not the same man today that I was yesterday. And I'm not the same man tomorrow <laughs> that I was today looking from the stage at the Snickers and last from the other managers at that time didn't sit well with me even more disturbing was the audacity of this man calling me on stage to belittle me in front of my peers after being dismissed from the stage I went back to my office and closed the door it is um said that we all encounter defining moments in our life that make or break the core of who we are and yes this was one of those moments for me the more i've replayed this event in my life <laughs> the happier in life i've become let me explain um, my definition of what i deem a defining moment in life is truly is see there are times or events that free you from your own inhibitions these are the moments you realize that you are being tasked to have stagnation or comfortability removed from your life. This is the time that you actually see the transformation from living in a life of transaction. As a uh, goal chaser all my life, I had to remember happiness doesn't depend on who you are or what you have. It depends solely on what you think. So in other words, his tirade and attempt to humiliate me and others only gave me peace others will seek in life. I learned that there are many times to stay put in life and what you want will come to you. 
And there are times to go out into the world and find your inner strength. Sometimes seeking what is desirable, like a promotion, like a new car, like a new job, comes with consequences that truly have a cost. Whether that is humility, whether that's family, whether that's friends, you pay a cost at some point in time. Have you ever heard the saying, sometimes we must lose ourselves to find ourselves? That's because that day, September 22nd, 2002, gave me the wisdom that others will seek for the rest of my life. I didn't wait too long. On September 23rd, I resigned as admissions manager at the University of Phoenix. At that time, there was not a fallback plan or another job lined up. Just a desire to see what it was going to take to have vision. Others will seek. I believe all of us have had uncomfortable experiences at work during our adult life. And, and this um, was just one of few <laughs> in my life. People have asked me on multiple occasions when I tell this story, why did you quit without having another job lined up? It's very simple. And I hope you take this to heart. Because, you see, there truly comes a time in all of our lives that allows the lining of love and laughter others will see that allows learning situations to be one of the most important things that we need let me repeat those words that that uh, were told to me that i implore you to heed although you see this is a great chance to make a name for yourself and make money never forget the real money is in love and laughter it is priceless and there is no amount of money earned, no promotion that can equal that. If I only knew then what I know now. Let me drive home my point with a short story. Once upon a time, a daughter complained to her father that her life was miserable and that she didn't know how she was going to make it. She was tired of fighting and struggling all the time. It seemed just as one problem solved another one was soon followed. Does this sound familiar? Her father, a chef, took her to the kitchen. He filled three pots of water and placed each on a high fire. Once the three pots began to boil, he placed potatoes in one pot, eggs in the second pot, and ground coffee beans in the third pot. He then let them sit and boil. Without saying a word to his daughter, the daughter <laughs> moaned and impatiently waited, wondering what he was doing. After uh, 20 minutes, he turned off the burners. He took the potatoes out of the pot and placed them in a bowl. He pulled the boiled eggs out and placed them in a bowl. He then ladled the coffee out and placed it in a cup. Turning to her, he asked, Daughter, what do you see? <laughs> potatoes, eggs, and coffee, she hastily replied. He asked her again, look closer, and touched the potatoes. She did, and noted that they were soft. He then asked her to take the egg and break it. After pulling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg. Finally, he asked her to sip the coffee. Its rich aroma brought a smile to her face. She asked, Father, what does this mean? He then explained that the potatoes, the eggs, and the coffee beans had each faced the same adversity, the boiling water.
However, each one reacted differently. The potato went in strong, hard, and unrelenting, but in boiling water, it became soft and weak. The egg was fragile, with a thin outer shell protecting its liquid interior until it was put into the boiling water. Then the inside became hard. However, the coffee beans were unique. After they were exposed to the boiling water, they changed the water and created something new. Which are you? He asked his daughter. When adversity knocks on your door, how would you respond? Are you a potato, an egg, or a coffee bean? See, in life, things happen around us. Things happen to us. But the only thing that truly matters is what happens within us. Allows the aligning of love and laughter others will seek. So I'm going to ask you, which one are you? Are you the potatoes? Are you the eggs? Are you the fresh aroma of coffee beans? Each day, life has the propensity to leave us full or empty. We make that choice. When making that choice, revisit my global mission statement. Remember, I asked you to grab a pen early. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then what I know now. I think, uh, let's say, I like to think we are all coffee beans, purpose and unique. So if there's someone out there you know that needs to align their life with love and laughter, please, please share it. It could even be you listening right now. No matter who it is, listen again to ensure you get there. Another lesson that, that I've learned from being transactional to one of transformational is that we are in control of three things. The thoughts we think, the actions we take, and the visions we see. So when you are revisiting any of these messages, when you're recalling any of the things that I said, when you took that information that I wrote, that you wrote down that I speak, always remember that is to make sure that you embrace the fact that your why is truly greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, to my mom, Mama Sarah, I love each of you very, very much. And thank you so much again for your support to our children and grandchildren. Poppy and Omar love you and we will see you soon. I want you to take this time to reflect on the power and resolve of saying, if I only knew then what I know now. To do that, you have to embrace. You have to, you have to know that change truly begins and ends within to ensure we embark on actions that will remain, always remain concurrent with legacy changing actions in 2022. God bless you and I will speak with you soon.